Welcome to She Reads, a podcast for book lovers everywhere. I'm Siobhan. I'm Hunter. And I'm Elizabeth. doing this week oh good um i i will say yes not too bad not too shabby here very good mm-hmm. there are what what are the updates from the farms i feel like you've gotten more animals since we last podcasted yes the farm is now the home to 13 ducks so 13. they're quite high maintenance at the moment um, because you give them, like, a full pan of water, and they immediately just jump right into it and get it all muddy. So, um, they're a little messy, and they're, they still need about two weeks before we can let them on the pond, because they are missing some oil in their feathers. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's been interesting, and another thing for me to fill my, my days. Mm Mm-hmm. Now you're a farmer. Yeah, I am. Are you going to name these ducks? So, the thing is, so ten of them are one breed, and three of them are a different breed. So I was thinking about giving the ten um, Indian runner ducks a, like, joint name, like the Brat Pack or something. Uh, oh, oh, I was like, that's not very nice, but I like that. And then the three khaki Campbells is what they're called. I could name individually. I just haven't settled yet. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to rush these things. They Big take life time. choices. I want to see what they're like on the pond, what kind of personality they get when they're swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been fun. <laughs> so what have you been reading this yeah. week, ladies? I, I can go first. Okay. okay. Um, I've been kind of slacking. Um, last week I had a rough week personally. Um, so I just read The Handmaid's Tale, and but I, for all of our listeners, I am officially a master's graduate. Woohoo! My paper was in after a few meltdowns, and um, I celebrated by starting a new book um, today called The Arrangement by Sarah Dunn. It's like contemporary women's fiction about a married couple they have um like a five-year-old son who has a a learning disability and they're kind of exhausted with each other and having a rough patch um personally so they decide to make an arrangement to have six months of an open marriage oh so i See, it am... looks like i just googled it it looks like there is there a series based on it a tv series no, the TV series of the same name is about a Hollywood actor oh, who like hires someone to be his wife. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I am on chapter 6 of the arrangement and I'm it's definitely not like a really intense read, but I am enjoying its light and um I think it's going to have lots of things going on because I'm not very far into it. It's a bit of a, a longer book for the genre, so I'm excited. Yeah, seriously. Cool. Cool. Um, I can go next. I also have been slacking a little bit with reading, um, but I started Big Little Lies last night. Finally. I have 
yeah, I have already seen the HBO show, so I do know how it ends, but I am enjoying it so far. Um, yeah, and then I also read The Handmaid's Tale, but we already nice. know that. Yeah. Cool. Um, I feel like I have had a standard reading week for me, <laughs> but I read The Handmaid's Tale, and that's, I mean, I, I've... I dove dove back into the break, which I had started, like, maybe four weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and I think I'm about, like, 10% into that now, and it's pretty good. It, I'm already kind of dreading every time I pick it up, because it's just so dark, like, like, nothing good is gonna happen. (laughs) It's one of those kind of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's beautiful, and, and it seems to be a quick read. It's just... I'm like, I have to be mentally prepared to read it when I pick it up. Um, but yeah, it's good so far. So that's what I've been reading. Very good. Yeah. Nice. Um, I have that one on my shelf, just haven't read it yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth. I think I was... Go ahead. Hunter. You will <laughs> enjoy the sad life that I had last week. I was a little emotionally <laughs> exhausted and I didn't have the energy to actually pick up a book and read it, but I did. <gasps> I did purchase <laughs> six <laughs> new ones. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I already knew this, and it's still shocking to me when I hear it the second time. Well, just I was at Chapters, and they had a sale on where all of their like bargain books were an ex- um. an extra thirty percent off that. So I got the the illegal by Lawrence Hill for oh, very good for seven dollars. Wow, hardcover. and it's hardcover. Hey. Hardcover. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think I, I yelled that very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> this just shows our listeners what we get excited about. Yeah, it is an excellent book. I think I was telling do you, know you what, that. Do, do you know what's even funnier? How you specifically spoke to me? How you thought I would be excited about that? I thought you were going to tell me that you listened to an audio book. Me too. That's what I thought she was going to say. And I was, like, so excited for you. <laughs> that's also exciting. Six new books. But... Well, I just noticed that you recently purchased a couple of new books when you I were did. supposed to be on a book-buying ban as well. This is true. This is true. And you bought um, the book that you always recommended. You always Snapchat us your, your <laughs> Amazon <laughs> checkout. <laughs> Sometimes it's on Indigo too. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Don't always buy from the enemy. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. No, I gotta spread it around. Okay. In all, in all fairness, this is like really giving like away bits of my personality. I usually only order on Amazon when I'm like I've had a few glasses of wine. Or <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's usually like when that. I'm out. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's like oh, it's easy. It's just so easy. I yeah. Put that in my bag. Check out. And then, and then like, I'll just Bye, put honey. it in my cart, and then I'll wait, and I'll, like, make a final decision tomorrow, and then I wake up, and I have the confirmation order. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did buy Too Much and Not the Mood. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So, I feel like you would I do appreciate, appreciate that. that. Cool. Cool. Big week book. for book buying. Mm-hmm. Not so much reading, but purchasing. I, I'm no. feeling like a a book like binge coming on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so hopefully I will tear through a good chunk of my to-read pile. I have faith in you. Yeah, I just need, like, it. a good... Well, I I needed, like, a good rainy weekend to read a lot of books, and then that's... We had one this last weekend, but I was at my sister's bachelorette, so no reading was done. Yeah, no re. I would hope no reading. <laughs> no reading. Well, I, I actually, I did sneak off to bed at 9.30 on Saturday, and everyone made fun of me, and read in bed for, like, half an hour. (laughs) I just would like to make a statement that when I get married, I would be totally content with The Bachelorette, where we just read all day. Yeah. Okay. Like a spa reading weekend. Oh my god, that, and we could, like, be at, like, a cottage somewhere, or, like, some, oh, and we could, oh, I'm already thinking about, like, the Pinterest boards. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, noted. Okay, well, shall we get to today's episode? Let's get to it. To more dark things. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, So today we're going to talk about Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I'm just realizing I don't even have my actual book at my desk. Yeah, I don't have (laughs) mine in front of me. Well, mine was an e-book, but... um, But I think what sparked this, obviously, was the Hulu show... But also, for me at least, like, I don't think I could count the number of articles that have been online about Handmaid's Tale and Trump. Like, those two things in one article. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is a correlation, but also, let's be real, I say the majority of peak and sales is because of Hulu, not because, like, we are supposedly living in the Handmaid's Tale's generation. Yeah. You know? So no, I 100% agree. I felt like, it's like one of those things where I'm like, feel argumentative, but don't think I can back up your, my argument because I haven't read the thing, so I felt like I had to read the thing and watch mm-hmm. the thing so I yeah. can argue successfully. <laughs> about, about the thing? <laughs> about the thing, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my thoughts about why we thought we should do this. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, because I have read The Handmaid's Tale before, I was in university, but I was reading it on a work term, so, and I didn't, I mean, I don't want to say that I enjoyed it, but I remember, like, reading it and, like, being disturbed by some of the things, but, like, still having that, like, sense of, oh, like, this could, this would never happen, like, actually, and then now reading it in the, especially, like, thinking about, like, the political climate in the United States, seeing how very well, and, like, with the Affordable Care Act and everything that's happened there, that could very well we're on kind of like that same track so it was interesting Mm -hmm. like comparing the two reading experiences and just how what's happening in your like outer world can affect how you read a book yeah how like the present um what's that word climate no like effects but that's not the word i want anyways moving on (laughs) i know what you mean i thought you were going to talk about climate too but um, I don't know. It's gone. Yeah, that's okay. So what yeah, are our, what are our first thoughts on the book? I guess. Um, Hunter, I know you said you had a lot of thoughts. Well, on I, the show. Yes, I have a lot of sh- thoughts on the show, but I guess to start off, my thoughts on the book are, it wasn't as like shocking as I had thought it would be. Me I, too. This was this was my first time reading it. And I guess it just had a reputation for being quite dark and um, 
just the idea of someone who is in like the sex trade who is mm-hmm. kept alive only for her reproductive organs it makes you Mm -hmm. think that it might end up being a lot more um physical than it was Mm -hmm. described Mm -hmm. but after having read it the prose oh my god yeah yeah it is very she has a way with words totally Mm -hmm. And and i think maybe that's why it doesn't seem as jarring because the writing is so beautiful it's like She's talking about this very dark reality, or imagined reality, but doing so in such a beautiful way that it kind of, it says, like, it's a step away from what's happening. Yeah. I agree. interesting. Um, But yeah, I definitely didn't think, that's what I've said to everyone. They're like, because, you know, a lot of people have read it, so when you tell someone that you just finished reading The Handmaid's Tale... A lot of their re- their reaction is either oh I haven't read it yet, ashamed you know like kind of ashamed, or yeah. you know what'd you think like so excited to hear your opinion, and I I think every time I was like it wasn't as dark as I thought it would be and they would be like excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's one of those books that like the more you think about it like the darker it gets and um even when we um we watch like the Hulu show like when you have like the visual representation of the action. Um, yeah that's I mean that's like how I felt for me but the same sort of idea like the writing is so beautiful and you get kind of like lost in like the poetry of like her words and then Mm -hmm. yeah totally yeah yeah I think we started saying last week that Hunter Hunter you had never read another Atwood before no this is my first Atwood um and it's funny because when we all met um actually this is a sidebar but tomorrow <laughs> is our friend anniversary. Really? Aww, that's Aww. so sweet. <laughs> the three of us met a year tomorrow. May 9th. May 9th is the first day of Aww. classes. Aww. That's so nice. I went to Humber today. Really? For their first day of classes. So that was weird. <laughs> How'd they it's look? Like full circle. They look keen. <laughs> so that was exciting. Um, but when we were at Humber for the creative book publishing program, Margaret Atwood came up practically once a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, Definitely. I joked in class that we should start a drinking game for how many times Margaret Atwood is mentioned. So then we all would pretend to like take a drink every time someone said her name. And we it wasn't, it. it wasn't just like our professors it was guest speakers. Anybody involved in the Canadian publishing scene has yeah. to name drop Margaret Atwood. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. Whether they worked with her or not, or they're just comparing something to Atwood, or you know, just yeah. bringing her up. So I was ashamed that I had never read any of her stuff, but now I can say that I have read one thing. Yeah, and I didn't hate it. I know. I, I feel like I imagine. That I would not enjoy her writing. <laughs> Which is terrible. I think there's that like genre term, speculative fiction, that I think fits this book like so well. Just that term. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if I go get my book in a second, I can 
like pinmark certain parts of the book that really like gave me goosebumps. Just a mm-hmm. single sentence in the in the middle of nothing that just gets you. But mm-hmm. I also this is okay. I'm not sure if this is an actual thing or this was just a bad edition that I had because it was like a mass market paperback that I mm-hmm. had that I had somehow acquired through a friend and kept that's bad because <laughs> I hate when people keep my books <laughs> but um in the beginning of the book there were no quotation marks I oh about. no I had a conversation about this with someone at work like talking about it it's true so then yeah. and I think it's done on purpose it's definitely done on purpose well because I think that I literally bookmarked the exact start of when they started using quotation marks interesting see when i was reading it and telling having this conversation with someone when i was like oh there's no quotations it's so interesting blah blah and she was like really and then i flipped through my copy and i found quotations so i was like oh maybe i just didn't notice them when they were there because i was used to not reading them yeah Mm -hmm. so i had the same thing where i was you it takes always takes you a while to get used to reading with no quotation Mm -hmm. marks and then all of a sudden I noticed, wait, there's a quotation mark. So mm-hmm. I flipped back. And so you know when she's talking with Offglen for like the first time they're talking about... Yes! The first I'm time pre- they both realize that they're, they're not, like, not following They're not completely rules. loyal. Yeah. yeah. It's then. Whoa. So That's it's when they actually are like being true to themselves... And their words mean something that the quotation marks come in. Right. But it also could be, yeah, that's so interesting. Or, like, yeah. the first time that they, their conversations could be interesting enough for the eye to pick up on them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm looking at my copy, and it's on, like, right at the end of chapter two, and she's speaking with um, Rita, and there's quotation marks. Mm. So it um, seems, I don't know. Go ahead. Maybe, yeah. But uh, no, no, that's, that'd be like an interesting, like, study to look at exactly yeah. when there are quotation marks. Because I noticed that too, and I got kind of used to it. Yeah. But then when, then it would always like jar me kind of when there were quotation marks, but I never really like thought. That's I knew so... that there was something there, but. Yeah, that would be such an interesting, like, digital humanities research project for a grad student. Because I feel like a lot of um, people in my year, we did, like, projects about that. Like, super close readings, right? Yeah. That would be such an interesting close reading. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Cool. Nerdy. But, well, so my thought was, when I got to the end of the book, was the reasoning behind no quotations was because it was a recording. Yeah. And she was just recording her memory of the events. And then it was transcribed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was my thought. And that's why I was having the conversation with this friend at work. I was like, oh, it makes sense that that's why there's no quotations. And then I looked through and realized there are quotations and it threw my whole theory in the garbage. But But I'd also like be interested to see the exact... um, what they were talking about in those quotations versus, like, the conversations that don't have quotations. Like, if there's certain things that come up 
or because if it is a recording and then if this is a transcribed account of it just because it's transcribed like because it's like transcribed who's to say that they stayed like totally faithful to the recordings as well right Mm -hmm. so yeah interesting yeah i love how we all notice that (laughs) maybe it's really noticeable or we all have similar reading patterns yeah well i mean like I don't mind a book. I mean, I like a book with quotation marks. I don't mind reading something that doesn't have it, but it's just annoying when you're like, you get used to seeing them and then they're not there and then you get, you adjust to that and then it changes. So. Yeah. For me, it was like, I was fine with them that they weren't there, but then I started noticing that they were at times. So then Mm -hmm. I was like, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but. Well, especially there's that that scene in the red in the red. What's it called the red house, the red home, the red where they're all trained to be handmaids. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And uh, the um, red the red like, center. Yeah. Red center. Um. But there's that scene where she rec- recounts meeting Mora Mora in the Mora? bathroom. No, yeah. no, it's not that scene. It's at Jezebel's. And she oh. recounts that conversation she has with her and essentially says, before she says it, I can only remember it. This is a, this is what I remember it to be. Yeah, right? And, and, she, and then she says, I'm trying to tell it as she would have said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the scene of her interactions with Nick. Also, spoiler alerts to anyone listening. I'm sorry. Stop listening if you haven't read The Handmaid's yeah. Tale. <laughs> But the scenes later on with Nick and how she recounts or changes her account of it, depending on how she f- she wants to tell the story. Yeah. So interesting. It's like well, she's yeah. manipulating her own story. And that comes up a couple of times in the book, just the importance that people know that this is one person's biased retelling. Yeah. And that everything and everywhere that you learn something, unless you're watching it from your own eyes, you, you're going to learn of it through someone else's biased retelling. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just a thing that is so important in the current climate. Yeah. Totally. Definitely. And I, I think it is something that has always been important, but it just seems really funny with this whole fake news exactly. obsession that's happening south of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But even like real like even like a news source, um, every news source has a bias and totally. you have to be really careful about like reading, not just because I know that oh what's the word when you only read or consume like media that kind of like goes with your political beliefs, so you kind of are in like an echo chamber where it's important to start like as much as I don't want to read like a conservative. Right. Don't media read outlet. only Fox or watch yeah. only Fox News. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, total. I don't know. I know what you're. I know exactly what you're talking about. I forget what mm-hmm. the word is for it. Yeah. Um. But there's but so I, much smart things happening. Yeah, I noticed BuzzFeed News. Oh, I, um, but they started having like something at the bottom of their articles where they'll put like different, like a different perspective on this story, which I think is like really interesting. Oh, that's how they're. Cool. Yeah, so they're kind of, like, encouraging that, like, it's not wrong to, like, see things a different way as other people. We should be, like, talking about this. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty. Yeah, I just, I, in researching, like, literally went on 
spark notes <laughs> and other <laughs> internet sites like half an hour ago so I can think of things to talk about. Um, not that I needed them, but, uh, what, what did I, oh, oh, anyways, but I found an article from Atwood, super short, like, little interview about Handmaid's Tale, and the interviewer asked her if she thinks that this is a feminist book, and her answer essentially is a not answer, um, Mm -hmm. but I think it's an interesting question, and I think a lot of people would say it, it is, I was just wondering... Do you guys have thoughts about that? Personally? I'd, yeah, I 100% believe that this is a feminist book. Um, but I think also you have to be looking at it like through a feminist lens in order mm-hmm. because you could read someone could read this and be like oh my god this is a great thing all women are their use is just for reproductive purposes oh, that's, that's so sad <laughs> like I know it's sad but it's like somebody could read that and be like oh no this is like how things should be but then realize right. like you're reading it like a, with a critical lens right so like someone could ignore all the satire and yeah exactly like, criticism that has gone into writing this book Exactly, and could th- think this like take this book like very literally. So for somebody who I read like a lot of things with a feminist lens, I don't. I mean that that you also get into that like question of like if like books or in themselves like have like a theory behind it, or do you need to like apply the theory to like get those understandings out of it? Right, right. So, but I mean, I think you can very heavily apply the feminist lens to this book, and totally. Yeah. It just and it just like depends. There's, like, so many angles you can look at it depending on, like, how you understand feminism or how you mm-hmm. define it. Because there's so many different definitions of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I know someone who went to high school who has the Latin phrase tattooed on her. I'm sure so many people <laughs> have that tattooed on them. But yeah. I remember her well, being like, it was the first feminist book I ever read. Anyways. That's a, yeah. I mean, because Book Riot had those t-shirts as well, right? Were the t-shirts? Oh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, they, they. Yeah, I believe they did. I don't know if they're still selling them anymore. I think it was like a limited run, but yeah. with the phrase on it. Yeah, I'm trying to cool. remember. I'm. I'm sure you. that with the Hulu show, the phrase will come back into our news feeds yeah. within the next couple of days. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Um, any other book thoughts before we start talking about the first episode? Well, I wanted to bring up what you noticed when you were reading Siobhan about certain um, terms or words that oh yeah have lent themselves to actual like businesses and other books yeah mm-hmm. um, because I, when I had read the book like I was a, I think I was a couple pages ahead of you and then you mm-hmm. texted me saying milk and honey like is that where yeah there's works? one line that just says milk and honey. Like, it's the, it's the name of a store. Yeah. Yeah. But I couldn't read that, and even in the, like, that it was just one sentence, it stood alone, and I couldn't read it and not think, did Rupi Kaur get inspiration from this? But I think there's so many other, like, interpretations of Milk and Honey, but it just automatically yeah, jumped out at me. And I immediately texted our group chat, being like, oh my god! <laughs> So, yeah. But did, did you find other things, or what did well, you think, Hunter? The other one that you mentioned was um, the Jezebels. Jezebels? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, I brought that up 
this weekend with my sisters who are smarter than me. And <laughs> one of them was like, well, no, I think because I, so Jezebel's is the bar in Hand- Handmaid's Tale. And then I was like, oh, is that where I'm, this is, I'm, I'm so dumb and I'm going to sound so dumb and ignorant now. But that's what I was like, oh, maybe that's where the website Jezebel got their name from. And then my sister-in-law, who was obviously smarter than me, was like, no, no, I think it's from the Bible. And I felt like an idiot. <laughs> well, I still think it's... It's uh, still like maybe. Who knows? Who knows which came first? But... Well, anyway. I, mm-hmm. I wish I could find the one spot that I... Just um, in lines in general. I just loved how important words were in, in the book to the characters. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when she's invited into the commander's office, their, like, ultimate act of, like, illegal activities is to play Scrabble together at the start. Uh, oh, it's so good. And then when she pictures being caught, she says, like, oh, I, I'm gonna butcher the line unless I can find it. But it's... We'll wait it, for you. Um, I, don't, I just... I loved... There were certain parts I cannot describe how reading. Yeah, I remember a you reading me a sentence line. Makes me feel. Okay, you guys fill in. I'm gonna go around my book because there's an actual bookmark for that line. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, the Scrabble, even the Scrabble thing. Um. How one? Well, even that reading. Is is one of the biggest like rebellious acts. And then I love later on, once they've played a couple of times together, they start to spell words wrong or make up words because they can. Mm-hmm. And how that is such, like, a rebellious act in itself, and she gets such, or some joy or pleasure out of, like, that. Yeah. And just, it's like the power, it's some small power of manipulating your own mm-hmm. world that you otherwise have, like, no power over. Yeah. My big thing that I know is kind of goes along with words with the power of names. Yeah. And how, um, like, she tells, um, oh, what's the guy? Nick, yeah. Um, when they're, like, having sex, like, she tells him, like, her name, but you never hear it in, like, the actual book. Um, Mm -hmm. and then how, obviously, like, the changing of the names, your name is changed to whoever... Um, yeah, like you are of somebody, you're of Fred, you're of Glenn. Um, yeah. Well, one thing was, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, go. No. No, go. You're, no. But I was just going to say, like, when off Glenn, like, the, the the OG off Glenn, when she, like, dies, and then the next one comes, and she's like, oh, no, I'm that person. Like, no, no, like, at first, um, observation of there's somebody else there that was here before, but I'm a different person. Like you just kind of like seamlessly right. like, slide into that role. So creepy. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is every time I read of red off red, I read it as like off red, which I'm like, <laughs> is there a significance in the fact that they wear red? Mm. I'm maybe I'm reading into it too much, but yeah, that bugged me every time I read it. Um, that is interesting. Okay. 
I'm here. Hello. Hello. So, when she is playing Scrabble, and she's talking about what else she can get from him. So she says, like, extra cigarettes, extra freedoms, not allowed to the general run. Anyway, what can he prove? It's his word against the commanders unless he wants to head a posse. Kick in the door and what did I tell you? Caught in the act. Sinfully scrabbling. Quick. Eat those words. Yes. Ugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's when she's she's wondering what Nick is getting out of this. Like what... Right. Like um, how Nick is helping the commander do something illegal and what could he possibly get for risking his own life just to let her Yeah, because struggle. everyone needs to have some gain in this mm-hmm. world. But still, just the sinfully scrabbling, quick, eat those words. For some reason, mm-hmm. that just, like, hit me so hard. Yeah. Well, even, like, you know, the act, like, eating your words is, like, regretting saying something, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's like, you could read so many things into that. But then it's so vivid because there's, you're going to picture like a little Scrabble board. And yeah. like the act of that. Good find. I'm glad you pulled it up. Yeah, and on that same page I have another, or the next page I have another thing underlined. Just her loss of power was so devastating to her when she lost her job and her bank account. Mm-hmm. and Luke, her husband, isn't affected really at all by it. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm going to read another one because I have to. Yeah, go ahead. He doesn't mind this, I thought. He doesn't mind it at all. Maybe he even likes it. We are not each other's anymore. Instead, I am his. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, she is somebody else's for the entire book. Mm-hmm. Any, yeah. Yeah. She's so well, and like even as. Well, I we can talk about in the TV show, but I I feel even as a mother, she is somebody else's, and that seems to be like the strongest thing connecting her to her the world before. Mm -hmm. Is this connection to her daughter, and how like everything she does, she does in hopes of finding her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like not even her own self in that role which is like so true of just being a mother no matter where you what world you live in whether it's like the apocalyptic future or the now mm-hmm. once you're a mother I think that's like a thing maybe she's playing on that as well yeah but there's also like the stripping away of the role for like living for yourself like even within like the entire like context of the book she's just existing for a story for other people in the future to read yeah and so she really has no sense of like self-actualization and she's like literally like a just a like a machine to reproduce Mm -hmm. whoa yes good point you guys are so smart you're so smart (laughs) all right should we talk about the tv show Mm-hmm. I will have to give a disclaimer that I've been a bad student and I haven't had time to watch this show yet, so I won't <laughs> be able to give. <laughs> Step back, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh my! I don't want to like 
spoil stuff for you. I mean, it's I've already read the like unless something changes from the book to the like TV show. Well, there's yeah. one major thing that is really bothering me about the TV show. What? Well, I have a couple I things. I love spoilers. That are I looked at all my Christmas show. presents. Go, oh my God. <laughs> okay. You can, like, give side commentary to our discussion. Yeah. Uh, it'll okay. be interesting. So, my okay. number one issue with the TV show. Yeah. They give her a name. Right? <gasps> I know! They, but. Are you sure she doesn't, she's never, never named in the book? Um, I'm pretty sure. Let me. What is the name they give her? June. In the show. June. Um, okay, let me. (laughs) They couldn't pick a better name. Okay, okay, here we go. I searched the word June. Um. Yeah, that's what I was about to do. In the ebook that I have here. And yeah. so, in chapter one, when yeah. they're in the red center, she says, we learn to lip-read, our heads flat on the beds, turn sideways, watching each other's mouths, and this way we exchange names from bed to bed. Alma, Janine, Dolores, Moira, June. Yeah. So, you guys, you don't know that that's her name, theoretically. Yeah. And then there's a couple other times that she uses June, but it's, in chapter eight, it's almost like June when we would get out our sundresses. And yeah. And then chapter 34, no mooning and juning around here, girls. Interesting. Is. So I don't... And I'm, it's... Oh. It's not, like, spelled out in the book that her name is June. Yeah. Yeah, it did bother me when they did that at the end. Because but, yeah, right at the end, she's, like... What is it? Uh, his name is... My husband's name is Luke. My daughter's name is mm-hmm. Hannah. And my name is June. And that's how it yeah, ends. Yeah, and then it... It, like, hands out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. A lot oh. of things... Okay, keep Go going. ahead. Well, I was just going to say little things annoyed me. Mostly about the interactions between the women at the Red Center. That I was like, that's not allowed to happen. Like, when they're talking to each other in the bed. And they're yeah. just talking to each other. Yeah. But they can't... Like, I... I, I just would have so like... loved to have seen the bathroom scene. Yeah. And you still might. Maybe. Yeah. I like my thing is um it would be hard to do like a television version of them literally just mouthing words right to each other yeah. in the dark. Mhm. Um another issue that I had with the names is they gave the commander his name. They called right. him like Waterford and in the end yeah. of the book Oh yeah. You're not, not supposed to know his name. Yeah. So I don't know if they're just not going to include the last chapter scenario into the TV show. Yeah, like I wonder if we'll ever see a future. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of like a big part of the story, too. It comes so suddenly in the book. Like, oh. It does come so suddenly. And there's just no, also with the book, there's no, um, there's no ending. You know, like there's no satisfying Mm-hmm. you're just like left on the edge of the cliff and you know I'm not gonna... if you were my boyfriend you would say that <laughs> not all um, movies and books have Disney endings and he it doesn't mean a Disney ending I know there's just no ending <laughs> literally I was talking to him about it and he was like 
Oh, sorry, he doesn't wrap everything up for you. He's gonna yell at me for saying this. <laughs> um, so, I don't, yeah, I think that I wasn't completely happy with the ending. I almost wish that it had ended with the, and so I step up into the darkness within or else the light. Mm-hmm. And not included the last chapter. I don't know what I would have wanted, though. But the, but I it was satisfying to read that and, like, see a future world that was maybe going to be okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you, Hunter, but I... I was just dissatisfied that they never identified her in that. Like, she yeah. still had no identity. Yeah. But I guess that's... You know, that's part of the the darkness of it that we clearly did not see. <laughs> um, um, but I did love the casting choices. Oh, I, I loved it. that the kid is mixed race and that her husband is black. Yeah. I do like, agree. That was so satisfying. And, it, and it's like one of the first things you see when you're watching it. And you're like, thank you, big mm-hmm. TV makers for... Making wise casting choices, not whitewashing a cast. Because there's never mm-hmm. any description of what any people look like. Yeah. Um, um, one so, thing that I didn't like about the casting was how young the commander and his wife are. Oh my gosh! They should have been so much uglier. Well, because <laughs> he was supposed to have, like, gray hair. Yeah. And that's one of his distinguishing... He's like, that's one of the few things that is described. And she is supposed to have, like, really bad arthritis. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely imagine them as, like, middle-aged, kind of rotund people. (laughs) I actually, like, pictured them being, coming out of their middle-aged years. Yeah. But definitely older. She's too beautiful. And she's really young and beautiful. So young. And he is way too... Like, I definitely pictured him with a belly. I don't know why. Maybe it describes him having a belly. But he's, like, handsome-ish. Yeah, he is very attractive. Okay. I'm the god not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That so bothered did, me. The, the actress that plays her is born in 1982. Oh, my. <laughs> that is she's too young. young. She's a spring chicken. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, and she's blonde and beautiful. Wait, who? Who's blonde? Serena Joy. Oh, I didn't notice that. I thought, I thought she looked blonde. She um, is blonde. But yes, I was very, very happy to see the beautiful blue eyes of Alexis Bledel. Oh my gosh, I know I was so... I didn't I didn't know that cast because I, I live I, in a hole. I think I completely early. forgot that she was cast in it. I Well, at first I saw her and I was like, I literally... I, I IMDb'd instantly. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. That is Alexis Bledel. And the one, the one caption I saw from like some article was, um, "Off Glen is the role Off Glen is the role Alexis Bledel was born to play." Hmm. So hmm. that is interesting for future episodes, I think. Yeah. And I do like I don't I can never remember the girl's name from uh, Orange Is the New Black. Oh, uh, Samira Wiley. Yeah, I I think that she's gonna do well in the Moira 
role, and I do hope that they keep it. Oh, um, they keep it like the book because she's such a badass in the book. Yes, and she's bad. She seems badass so far. Yeah. Um. But yeah, issues. I also felt like they've handled so much of the book in the first episode that they're definitely gonna have to veer off the book very quickly. Oh yeah, I didn't like how they sped up the salvaging scene. Also, she's not supposed to be involved in the salvaging. Yeah, she stays back. But in the movie, or the TV show, she's like in the center of the circle. (laughs) The first one to hit, to kick actually, I think. And like that was such a good, I don't know, that was such a good like learning experience. And you see Alf Glenn's, in the book, you see Alf Glenn's role as mentor and like um this kind of gives no shit about the man. Mm-hmm. So I didn't love that. You're right. I didn't love that scene. It is like a pretty huge moment in the book. Yeah. And then it seemed like it was a waste to use it in the first episode. Right. Like all of a sudden they were going to the salvaging. I was like, "No, no. Slow down." <laughs> But how many episodes are there going to be of this? Well, supposedly it was just renewed for a second season. What? <laughs> I don't understand how you can make a second season. <laughs> it's like having like a second season of 13 Reasons Why. Or exactly. <laughs> People. Unless you just agree to veer off from the rea- from the book. Which I support. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Are you going to keep on watching? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's yes, a high it quality It's show. beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember well, when I first watched it, I was trying to figure out how many, or where I'd seen the guy who plays Nick from. Oh, he's beautiful! Well, I he's from The Social Network. <laughs> oh, yes. So there's only four episodes. Oh, Interesting. Out forever or so far? I I don't know. It just says... I'm trying to figure out. They did release ten, them all at once. Uh, so maybe ten episodes. Only four. Oh, ten oh episodes. yeah. So the first three episodes were prom- er, released at the, on the same day, and then now it's just a weekly basis. Okay. And then, yeah, it renewed for a second season to premiere in 2018. Crazy. So how did they use up so much? So they must be going off book. That's what I mean. Like, they've used so much of the book's content already in one episode that I'll be interested to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, well, in my mind, the world itself was more desolate. Like, oh, yeah. the world is too beautiful. Yeah, it's it's pretty. <laughs> it's really pretty. Like, there, it's the wall. I imagine the wall to be... Like, just a standing wall. Like, a standalone wall. Mm. Like, more... I feel like I was picturing something else from a different movie. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, thought that, I thought the world was too green and too beautiful. Yeah. In my imagination. I also was just I mean, jealous of the sunny day they seem to have. I know! <laughs> in our pathetic, rainy weather. 
I mean, just because it's dysposian, dystopian, and they're in a totalitarian society doesn't mean that they can they can't have nice weather. They need to have <laughs> one win. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I mean I def I enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed yeah the casting was great. Um, we we have our issues with it, but I will keep on watching, and I do mm-hmm. feel like I've done a good deed by finally reading it. <laughs> Yes, Margaret would be proud. Thanks. Thanks, Peggy. (laughs) I'm just, I'm really happy that it's getting so much attention um, because it brings everything back to it being like a Canadian author, Mm -hmm. Canadian book. And then she's got another series coming out, like another option. So I think it's uh, all good. It's all good things. All good things for Canada. I also love that Canada is the safety. <laughs> Specifically in the mo- in the TV show, they really pump up crossing kind of, the border. Yeah, in the book, it's touched on. Uh, yeah, I think they they mentioned that they're trying to get to Canada. Yeah, or they just say they want to cross the border. Yeah, okay. No, I think they say to Canada. Okay. Um, but yeah, it comes across a little more strongly in the TV show, which is nice. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess that wraps up our conversation. Any last minute thoughts about that? Uh, I was just going to mention if any listeners want to hear more Handmaid's Tale uh, conversation, a website that I really like reading called The Outline, they have a Handmaid's Tale podcast as well. We'll link, I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, bam, it's called The Red Center and it's just a podcast all about The Handmaid's Tale. So if you want to hear more. Yeah, a whole podcast. I don't know how many episodes they're gonna do, but um, it seems like they're doing an episode per or an episode of the podcast. Per that makes sense. Of the show. So that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Another one to like, add to the list. I feel like I should mention that just the addition of my book is extremely creepy, and I don't really understand how it really. It's so creepy. And I'm. You should I'm take a picture, and, and we'll put it on the blog. Yeah, I'm gonna. Find a or find it online. I'm going to see if I can find one online and not show you my bent <laughs> edition. Well, my edition is the McClellan and Stewart one from, I don't know. It's like the, it has like the Scrabble letters. Oh, that one's I, so beautiful. I like that one. It, it, yes, it is. But my, I was reading it at my friend's place and her cat, I like looked, I put my book down. I was still holding it and I like looked at something and her cat chewed up the corner of it. No. So it has little, <laughs> like, it's at least it's on the back and not the front, but it's just like, I looked away for like, I was still holding it in my like hand. <laughs> he started eating That's it. amazing. So yeah, so mine He is ate a- the words. He yep. ate the Scrabble word. I mean, he ate the corner. He didn't get any <laughs> no. words, but... <laughs> Mine is um, a seal books edition. Hmm. A division of Random House. I was gonna say, bet you that's a Penguin Random House. But it is creepy, yeah. and I don't understand... It's cool creepy. It. I'm gonna it's find... Like, it yeah. Okay. Uh, should we do some news quickly before wrapping up? <laughs> exciting news i have very important news so 
I've been using the website Goodreads for I've probably umpteen million years, and I enter every single giveaway. And as I just want to point out, as a child, I never won raffle prizes. I've never mm-hmm. really like won anything. Like I had like under five trophies in my like room as a child, like growing up. And I won a Goodreads giveaway. <laughs> so excited! <laughs> what did you win? Um, I won The Child by Fiona Barton. Oh, cool. So she wrote The Widow, yeah. which I read last year, and it was okay, so I'm excited to read it. <laughs> it was okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, um, it's a book that I don't have to purchase, and I won it, and yeah, it feels... I, there was no skill required whatsoever, so... I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm Congrats. jealous of you. <laughs> Um, so some events news in the book world. Free comic book day was this past Saturday, so it already happened. But just a shout out to the comic book stores. They're kind of in our publishing sphere in a way. Um, so that's fun. And I think it's the only Canadian event. Uh, comic book stores have, but I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. But yeah, they, they give away free comic books once a year. So that's fun. Um, and then coming up on May 16th, for anyone who's in the Toronto area, Pongapalooza is on May 16th, which is a big event that raises money for First Book Canada, um, and authors are there playing ping pong. So if you're in the Toronto area, you can buy tickets, um, check out their Twitter or their website. It's called Pongapalooza. May 16th. I'll be there, so you can find me. Um... Well, as we have said before, every day needs a dose of Harry Potter. It's true. (laughs) Um, So today's daily dose is that Pottermore is going to launch a Wizarding World book club in June. So kind of celebrating the 20 years since Harry Potter made his debut. Um, We are getting a... A, a book club so each month participants are invited to read a book in the series and discuss it on twitter so fun and jk herself is like somehow behind this project right um, well um, if it's with pottermore doesn't she run pottermore yeah so it's like a real it's in the canon if it's is, coming from her and like her twitter is just always so active oh so yeah she's just gonna jump on this our Twitter game is so strong. Cool. Well, obviously, yeah. are super excited about that. Uh, and then a very Canadian issue to wrap things up. Um, I just found this while stumbling for book news. But supposedly, the Senate, the Canadian Senate, has issued a children's book to explain the role of the Red Chamber, which I clearly don't also understand fully and should read this book. But And it's fully illustrated with um, animals. And it's called The Wise Owls, so I guess the wise owls tell a story. Um, and it doesn't look like it's an actual book. It looks like it's a pamphlet, and they printed only, like, 3,000-something copies. So, just interesting. Um, it's always interesting to see non-publishers try to make books and the cost. Mm-hmm. Like, this, <laughs> the 3,000-plus the books cost them over $6,000 to make. Oh. So that was a good PL. <laughs> but 
I think that's a cool idea to to try and explain Canadian government to kids um, yeah. through an illustrated book. So maybe someone will do something with that past. I feel like you learn about the Canadian government as a child, and then in high school, you're like I I know for my high school experience personally, like the upper year history class options were like American history so then you're learning all about the American government and then you just completely say goodbye to what you knew about the inner workings of the Canadian government and totally it's not something that you're just going to spend your spare time mastering mm-hmm. well some people do but I'm not one of some, those people I have enough reading material on the <laughs> <Yeah>. show <laughs> but if it was an illustrated book you might pick it up yeah, exactly I might then you could teach your kids, yeah. your future kids, and learn together. Aw. How sweet. Cool. Okay, I think that's it. That's it for me. Yep. That's it from... Yeah, I don't have anything else. Okay. Well, I look forward to watching the rest of The Handmaid's Tale. What? I and... can't wait till Elizabeth watch... Is I know! Okay, <laughs> let's remember that it takes Someone's me bad at doing a very long homework. time to watch any TV show. I'm still watching The Crown, that and that premiered in, like, the fall, so... <laughs> I'm on the third episode true. of 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> oh my gosh. We forgive you for prioritizing reading over watching TV. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I just get... Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never okay. mind. I think we can good to cut it off now. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to She Reads. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you like, you can rate us and leave us a comment. You can check out all the books we've talked about today through our show notes on our website, shereadspodcast.wordpress.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at shereadspodcast. Special thanks to our fairy god musician, Gavin Sutton. Again, thanks for listening and happy reading.